For whatever time you're listening to this podcast, I'd just like to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Before we get started, I'd like to share with you these words by Maya Angelou. Words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes a human voice to infuse them with a deeper meaning. With that being said, I bring to you greetings from South Carolina, the home of such black icons as Majeska Simpkins, Robert Smalls, James Brown, and the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. I'm your host, Michael Bailey, the founder of the Minority Eye News Blog and the Minority Voice Podcast. I strive to be a vigilant voice for minority communities everywhere. I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Minority Voice, a podcast where there's no politically correct sound bites, no partisan propaganda, and most importantly, no corny celebrity gossip. Just real conversations with real people about real issues that matter to minorities and minority communities here at home and abroad. We give you, our listener, the opportunity to hear the minority perspective on breaking news, upcoming events, hot button issues, and people who are making headlines in news today. All that and more in our own words, in our own voice. As the protege of a Southern Baptist preacher, I say to you what was said to me on a many a Sundays. I promise you I won't be before you long. Once again, I'm your host, Michael Bailey, and I'll do my best to keep it real, relevant, righteous, and radical. This is the Minority Voice Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And I'd like to first start off by saying for whatever time you may be listening to this broadcast, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Michael Bailey, your host of the Minority Voice Podcast. And once again, I'd like to thank you for joining us today we have a young man um, who's an entrepreneur and an author and he is currently working on a children bible story project and series um, mr preston johnson is with us today and i like for you to welcome him to the show and uh preston how you do <laughs> how you doing today I'm good, Michael. I appreciate you inviting me. Uh, no problem, man. Uh, start off, tell us, uh, where are you located? So we're uh, located in Fountain in South Carolina, uh, the southern part of Greenville County. Okay, now tell us, now, I've only seen Fountain <laughs> in, is it Fountain Inn on a map. I've never met uh-huh. anybody from Fountain Inn. So first off, you got to tell us a little bit, uh, Fountain Inn, South Carolina. <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So originally, let me let me say, I'm, I'm actually from uh, the Philadelphia area, like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I was in the military for uh, about eight years. I met my wife um, on my way back from overseas, and, and she was living in, in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And so found in border Simpsonville. So, uh, you know, after I finished up my, my tour on active duty, uh, you know, we got out. We were in Philly for a little bit uh, and then eventually made our way down here to South Carolina. And, uh, and found in where I reside now. But uh it's actually it's it's a beautiful town, a nice downtown area, um, and it's actually I want to say one of the the it's either the number one or number two fastest growing cities in South Carolina uh, currently. So a uh, nice small town, uh, and I encourage anybody to get out and come visit if you if you're in the Greenville area. Okay, what you know what about what the population is? Um... Ah, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my okay. head, um, but I know that it is growing pretty well. We're going to find out after this next uh, census. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything uh, historical? What 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 do people come to uh, Fountain Inn for? Is there any 
famous restaurants, uh, tourist attractions there, or um, yeah, I'll tell you what. There's a there's a really nice downtown area. Main Street Fountain is 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 uh, it's very walkable, very pedestrian friendly. Um, they have a really nice farmers market. Um, uh, I'm not, you know, I I, I probably should have done my research a little more on Fountain before getting on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a nice little restaurant called Sweet Catherine's. Um, really good food there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nice place. I'll tell you, you know, you, you park the car, you can get out with the family, walk around. They always have, you know, different events, um, live bands and stuff that are perform at the park uh, right behind Main Street. But uh, definitely encourage anybody to come visit. All right. Any famous people from there that you know of? Oh, man. You're putting me on the spot right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, uh, I, I didn't know if you know. And it may not be known. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of people, uh, a lot of famous people from South Carolina. We need, I just yeah. be trying to rep South Carolina anytime I get. No, that's good. Yeah, I believe, well, this gentleman, his name is uh, Peg Leg Bates. And I don't know the whole history behind him, but he is a, a Fountain native. And uh, somehow I'm going to have to look into that and get you a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am a, a husband uh, and, and father of two. I have a, a five-year-old little girl and a two-year-old little boy. And um, yes, I, I do a currently business development um, for a logistics company here in Greenville, and you know, primarily focused on um, uh, the energy industry. You know, renewable energies, things like that. So we don't do a ton of stuff here in South Carolina. However, the goal is uh, to eventually build that you know uh, renewable infrastructure uh, here in the state. So. Okay, and you are you are you are a veteran as well, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I served uh, eight years in the Navy. Oh, okay, man. Uh, thank definitely. Thank you for your service. Um, Absolutely, it's my pleasure. I tell everybody, it was, it was, uh, other than you know uh, choosing my wife, it was uh, the best decision ever made. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, what was your MOS? Uh, or is that what they term they use in the Navy? That's just the Army. No, yeah. So in the Army, Air Force, and Marines, they use MOS. In okay. The, in the Navy, we call it NEC, um, but it was uh, Intelligence Specialist IS. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> we have to talk. All, <laughs> we talk, have to talk online about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've been um, you've been using this uh, time. Uh, well, I, I've I've been on your Facebook page uh, recently, and I, and I saw that you've used the time we were uh, in quarantine to uh, either start a project or or, or expand on an already uh, project you had, and that's been a children bio, uh, children's Bible story project. So, give me a little background about the the project and what it is you're building here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where do I start? So it was something, you know, that uh, I'd say I think the, the real motivation behind it where it really, you know, became real. And, I was, you know, we need to do this um, was uh, it was actually just before the quarantine period. And um, uh, it was, you know, my wife and I were here and I like that two, two small children. And, uh, you know, the kids nowadays, you know, they're all into technology. And I mean, my, my daughter's teaching me how to do stuff on my phone sometimes that I didn't even know how to do, you know, prior. And uh, so they're on YouTube and different things. And, um, you know, I just want to have good content for them, you know, something that, you know, uh, they could, you know, you, you don't have to worry about. They can sit there and they watch. And uh, one of the things that I was I was looking for were, you know, different Bible stories and stuff like that. You know, so I, I grew up in the Amy Church, you know, um, just outside of Philadelphia. And, um, you know, just, you know, just through different, you know, experiences that I've had, you know, throughout my life. Um, you know, that was, you know, uh, my faith is always something I was able to lean on, you know, and I wanted to share that with my children. 
and uh, and there's just really you know a, a lack of void of of good quality you know content that's engaging and that really tells these stories you know and uh, um, so I want you know after you know months of of not being able to find that I just decided to go ahead and and create it myself and that's how this this project started. Okay, uh, now tell me a little bit about the project. The clip that I saw was from. Uh, it looks like an image of uh, a young uh, uh, King David from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the name of the brand that uh, my partner and I decided to go with is, is Key of David, Key of David Bible Stories. And um, and so basically our, our first, um, and, and the goal for it, let me just say, is, is really just to put, you know, uh, like I said, have uh, positive biblical content for kids, you know, um, but but also you know uh, stories where they can see themselves you know and the one thing that I you will notice uh, immediately upon looking at our artwork is um, that the characters aren't depicted as you know we're historically or traditionally you know used to seeing them right uh, these are historically accurate images you know of you know black and brown people that that lived in the Levant and and uh, in North Africa the, you know during that time period but um, you know at, at the end of the day we want our children to see themselves in these stories. So our, our first book that we're going to come out with is called uh, Young David, Rise of the King, that details the account of a young, um, you know, David. And, and actually, the story starts, starts off with King Saul um, and, and just kind of his fall from grace, you know, um, which led to the anointing of David and, and eventually how, um, you know, just his, his faith and, and, and continually being led, you know, by God, you know, um, you know, led to him eventually being anointed as king. And uh, our next story that we're going to do is going to feature uh, Queen Esther. And, and again, the goal is, you know, for, you know, our kids, you know, boys and girls uh, to be able to see themselves, um, you know, uh, in these stories. Okay. You talk about um, being the, the characters being historically accurate. Can you expound on that a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, um, well, let me take it back to when I was okay. a kid, right? So, okay. Uh, I grew up in a in a in a church. It was Bethel AME Church in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. It's about forty minutes outside of Philadelphia. And uh, you know, on the wall, and it's the same church my mother was married in. You know, and uh, uh, right behind the the altar, uh, there was an image of of, of Jesus. You know, uh, you know, historically known as Yeshua. And he was, and, and in that painting, you know, at my church, he was a black man. And you know, I never thought anything, you know, of it that it seemed normal to me. You know. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess something that kind of stayed with me, you know, throughout, you know, my adolescence and eventually in adulthood. And, uh, you know, of course, you see, you know, images of, you know, uh, a blonde haired blue eyed Jesus as, as was traditionally depicted, you know, in, right. in Western cultures. And, and this is not, let me just, you know, preface, you know, what I'm saying. This is not to be uh, racist. It's, it's certainly a racial discussion, you know, because I think it's, it's relevant, um, you know, but uh, it, it's, it's not, you know, I think when you accept, you know, if you're a Christian, you know, you accept, you know, Christ and, you know, as your, your Savior Messiah, it really doesn't matter what color he is. Uh, but in terms of, you know, the world that we're living in, I think it, I think it does apply. You know, we really need to look right. at things at face value for what they are. So, um, so to get back to your original question, um, yeah, you know, just uh, uh, in terms of, of depicting, you know, these different characters in a historically accurate way, um, we know, for instance, um, let's, let's talk about the lives. We'll start here. Um, and, and his lineage, right? He was a Philistine and, and the Philistines, they were, um, Can- a Canaanite tribe, right? And mm-hmm. the Canaanites, they were, uh, related to, uh, uh, they were, they were sons of Ham, right? And the different, you know, uh, Hamitic tribes, right. um, were such as, uh, Mizraim, which is, is Egypt, 
um, uh, Kush, uh, Ethiopia. Um, and, you know, so, so with that in mind, you know, we, we can deduce that these were, you know, darker skinned people, right? right. Um, the, the, the Hebrews, you know, the, the Israelites, um, you know, who a lot of these Bible stories are, are, you know, are shaped around, um, they, uh, dwell in and, and out of the lands, you know, the Hermetic lands, you know, for their entire, entire existence, you know, and, and through many stories throughout the Bible, whether we're talking about the story of Joseph, where he eventually rose up and became a governor over Egypt and his own brothers couldn't uh, discern him from, you know, the other Egyptians. They thought he was an Egyptian himself, you know, um, when, uh, the sons of Israel, the sons of Jacob, when they went to bury their father, uh, back in the land of Canaan, uh, the Canaanites that, that witnessed this, uh, this group of people coming from Egypt, they thought that they were Egyptians. Um, when the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, when he was preaching to the Romans, or, or coming to visit the Romans, excuse me, um, he was stopped by a, uh, a Roman soldier, and he accused him of being, he, uh, or he, he mistook him, excuse me, for being uh, an Egyptian that had, had caused a, a ruckus in, in, the, in the city square, you know, just a few weeks prior, um, and, and was confused when, when Paul began to speak to him in Greek. You know, and he, and he looked at me and said, how, well, well, how is it that you speak Greek? You know, and so from all these different, you know, encounters and things that we see throughout the Bible, um, I think it's, it's, it's clear that we can deduce that these were not a, a, a fair-skinned people, you know, right. um, from their environment that they lived in, but also through the interactions that they had um, with the, you know, the various people, you know, of their time period. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I think that's powerful. And, and I think you expressing uh, how the image that you, of Jesus that you saw as a child shaped uh, or inspired you to make sure that the, the depictions that you uh, put in your literary works were historically accurate. And, and like you said, not to get into a racial or political conversation, but I think that is very important um, in today's society, uh, especially for our young children to see, because they see a lot of images and they're bombarded with a lot of stories and a, a, a lot of suggestions, uh, mental suggestions in advertisement, in stories, and in, in, uh, in things of that nature. So to to create stories that have a historical accuracy to the identity of the people that they're already hearing stories about, I think that is pro- powerful, and I appreciate you for it, brother. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. Nope. Um, now, I want to ask you, uh, your first project is uh, King David. Why David? Mm-hmm. Why was what, what was special about David to you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, um, so one thing, you know, how David is constantly described, you know, throughout the Bible is he's a man after God's own heart, you know. Right. And that was something that really wasn't uh, a title that wasn't given to anybody else, you know. Um, and the interesting about it, thing about it was, uh, David was <laughs> by no means perfect, you know, um, and, you know, and, and, you know, his, you know, uh, the positive things that he did, as long as some of his misdeeds were, you know, documented, you know, well throughout the Bible, but the one thing he had was a lot of faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, when we take it back and where this story starts and why I think this story is so important is, um, he was an underdog, you know, from the very beginning. Um, you know, when, uh, uh, the, the king at the time, King Saul, uh, you know, he was he was rolling and, um, and and doing his thing. He he gradually uh, uh, was you know just 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 transgressed, you know, and kind of fell away from the faith and and it became more about him than about you know uh, his faith and about God and the people that he was he was there to serve and, and to lead. And so the the prophet who was also the high priest Samuel. 
uh, was was told by God, you know, like how long will you will you grieve over Saul? It's time to anoint a new king. And so he was he was led and, and told to go to Jesse's house over in Bethlehem. And, and upon going, uh, the prophet Samuel going to Jesse's house, uh, you know, uh, had had seven of Jesse's sons pass by him, and uh, and he was they were impressive. You know, uh, the one uh, you know that was that was really called out in, in various parts. Uh, in uh, the book of First Samuel was Eliab. I, I believe that was uh, one of the oldest brothers um, of, of David. And uh, and God told him to know it's none of these, you know. And so when, uh, you know, confused, obviously, the prophet Samuel, he approached Jesse and he inquired. He said, hey, you know, if, uh, it, it can't. It's none of these, these sons. Is there another one? And uh, and Jesse was like, well, I do have my youngest son, but he's out tending to the sheep right now, you know. Um, and just to kind of highlight, you know, even, even, even David, who was thought so little of, you know, to some degree by his own, in his own family, you know, was left out, you know, to take care of the sheep while the other brothers were there in front of the, the, the high priest. And um, it was him, you know, it was him that saved the nation and defeated Goliath, you know, the giant, you know, it was him that rose to prominence and, and eventually became known as uh, the greatest king that Israel ever had. So I just, just really wanted to put that in there, um, you know, because, you know, kids through various, you know, situations and just, just life in general, you know, there's always challenges and, you know, bullying and everything that goes on, you know, and uh, just to, just to have that that positive, you know, that that imagery, that story, that uh, you know, uh, God's not done with you, you know, um, and and um, I don't know, I just, I just feel that there's a there's a greater purpose and a meaning and a plan for for a lot of us, and I just wanted to highlight that in the story. Okay, what what are can you give me uh, two or uh, three traits when you tell this story? two or three traits about David that you like uh, young people to take away from the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, number one, he was, he was very creative and he was, he was, um, let's, let's start with his creativity. So uh, David was a musician. He was a performer. And, um, and it, it talks about it in various parts in the Bible in, in first and second Samuel. And we kind of highlighted it here. So um, uh, in our story as well, he played the harp. Um, and, and as we know from, you know, reading, you know, the Bible and the various Psalms, uh, most of them were written by David. Um, so, uh, just his, his creativity and, and he wasn't just a, a one dimensional character, you know, there was a lot of depth, um, I think that he brings and, um, and that's why we really wanted to highlight him. Um, another thing is, uh, it, uh I would say that the, the, the biggest thing is his faith, you know, um. Throughout everything, you know, he just, just the faith that he maintained and, and he just persevered through a lot, you know. Um, and there's a lot more that goes on in, in later accounts. And we plan on making this in, uh, a graphic novel series as well um, on, the, on the later life of David. Um, so I don't want to get too far into it, but <laughs> but for, for at least for as it pertains to this story here, uh, I would say definitely his, his um, just the depth of his character, you know, his creativity and the different uh, character traits that he had, but also his faith. Um, I think those are the, the two main ones. Okay. Um, now I, I noticed you know a lot of uh, biblical history. Now, are you a minister or are you just an astute student of the Gospels? Yeah, um, and I am not a minister. <laughs> um, no, I just uh, you know I study, you know, okay. and um, and I have you know good good relationships and friends with you know various you know pastors, you know, from whether it's back home, you know, in and around Philadelphia. Um, uh, a good, good friend, pastor of mine down in Louisiana. Um, and then also here in the Greenville area, um, uh, uh, the Reverend Dr. U.A. Thompson, who actually started the Urban Divinity School, which was the, uh, the first black theological school, uh, school here, here in the upstate. Um, and, uh, and I was actually taking some, some courses up there. 
and just the various professors and stuff that we've had come through there. Um, uh, one I would, I would love to call out, uh, Dr. Rodney Banks. Um, so just, you know, just having that sincere kind of, you know, hunger and desire just to learn more, you know, um, uh, about the Bible, biblical history, and, and really just tying it back to, um, you know, you know, real life events that we're currently, you know, um, you know, I'd say we experienced, you know, and are, are witnessing. Okay. Um, I actually, uh, want to ask you this, and this is for, for my own, uh, education. Um, what would you say, um, cause clearly you've studied this, uh, story. What would you say is the most misconception, uh, the, mo- the most misconception or a little, um, uh, or the most unknown fact about da- the story of David, either something that most people don't know or something that most people get wrong when they tell the story? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I'm not thinking about that one. That's okay. a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I asked that because I, I was, you know, I do, um, you know, I'm by trade, I'm a marketer. And so I, mm-hmm. I work with a lot of uh, small business owners doing marketing and stuff. And of course I, I, I come from, um, a political background so I work with a lot of uh people in politics and young activists and you know and just the uh about uh, two weeks ago we was having a conversation with a gentleman and there's always an understand uh people always refer to the story of David when uh they're going up against insurmountable odds well David did it with a rock and you know they use this as a symbol of uh, fighting imperialism or, or, or fighting a giant or corporate giants. And, you know, people actually believe they look and they believe that they can beat the giant. They can beat the giant yeah. with, with the rock. And I always tell them when I hear people say this, it's just one thing. You know, I embrace the story. I, too, am a Christian, but it's one part of the story that you not that everybody seems to forget. They always talk mm-hmm. about David and the rock, that the rock killed Goliath, but you never but talk about God. It was God. <laughs> so you always yeah, tell yeah. they always say they're going into battle with the rock, but they never mm-hmm. say they're going into battle with God. And I, and I question yeah, yeah. I question people on do you really understand the story? So I definitely appreciate you, brother, for for making sure that the children uh, and our children understand the story. Now, tell me. Uh, how can someone purchase the book or where, where are you with in the publishing process? Yeah. So we're finishing up our, um, our final black and black and white copies right now. Okay. And then after that, we're going to move on to the color copies. Uh, once those get approved, then we just move into the publishing process. Um, and, and that's really it. So our goal initially was to try to uh, have the uh, book uh, produced and, and ready to ship in August. It mm-hmm. looks like we're, we're, going to be in like late august early september time frame right about now okay so um yes yeah, so let me talk about the brand really really quick so okay. i mentioned i think i mentioned uh, earlier on uh so the brand itself is called kids david bible stories our first book is going to be uh, featuring a young king david and kind of his rise to prominence and then our second story is going to be about queen esther um and so for this initial book how we're going to um sell it um it's going to kind of be like we're going to use like a, a pre-order marketing campaign on kickstarter Okay. And to where, you know, you, you know, anybody who, who donates a certain dollar amount is going to have their name or their family's name, you know, uh, put in the acknowledgement section of the book. 
And then, you know, for a little, you know, uh, an additional amount, you know, obviously you get a copy of a hard cop or excuse me, a premium hardcover mm-hmm. uh, copy of the book that's going to be, you know, we'll have a handwritten message and it's going to be autographed. Uh, we'll ship that out. Um, and, and there's going to be the various tiers, right? So I mentioned the, you know, name written in the acknowledgement section, um, uh, getting a copy of the book itself, um, that, that third tier. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the political part of it because um, this is going to be our third tier. Um, is, is, is merchandise. And this particular one is, is going to be a t-shirt. Um, it's going to, uh, show a picture of David with, with Goliath's shadow kind of towering over him. And, uh, we're going to have a couple words on there, um, basically saying, you know, will you stand up to your giants? And, uh, and one thing, and I wish my, uh, my illustrator could have been on the call, uh, today, but, uh, you know, we, we were talking about this whole thing, you know, as, as this, and l- so let me take it back really quick. <laughs> I'm trying not to go down too many rabbit holes. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> but um so uh you know just in developing this project like that we started it um or i started it uh you know pre-covid and um and then i got with my current illustrator uh post-covid and you know just really just trying to navigate you know through uh you know just everything that we're going through and in terms of being you know quarantined and this and that um but uh you know and then we you know what we see is you know all these protests and stuff that are coming out you know it's starting starting to happen and um or have been happening i should say but uh, it, it it just feels different this time. You know, we've seen it. You know, um, you know, after the gentleman up in New York was choked out, and um, you know, uh, Tamir Rice and Trayvon Martin, and you know, we were talking about all this, and it's almost like you know how he described it. Uh, my illustrator's name is Kenneth Moore. Um, you know, a second civil rights movement. You know, and you know, it's you know, right. the, the one positive that has come out, you know, from a lot of this is we have we have we have time to talk about it now. You know, um, and 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 I feel like now is the time to kind of stand up. And like how you mentioned, you know, with the whole, um, you know, David and Goliath, how a lot of people, they, they turn to that story and, and standing up to your giants. I think it's important, you know, and um, but but also not only just for black people, I think for, you know, just our society as a whole. Right. You know, um, you know, we got to call out, you know, evil for evil and injustice for injustice. We got we to gotta call it what it is. And um, and that's going to be a big part of it, too. So um, I hope people, you know, uh, once we get this Kickstarter launched um, and we make our book available for purchase and, and pre-order, um, you know, consider going up a tier and, and getting that T-shirt, you know. And if you are out to protest, if you are out, um, you know, um, you know, uh, in a demonstration, you know, wear the shirt to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, I believe there are some, you know, uh, biblical parallels, you know, that could be, you know, uh, had here. So Okay. Um uh, like I said, man, thank you definitely for uh, joining me today. Because when I came across it on the face uh, on your Facebook page, I, I, I happened to, I, and, I, and I don't know exactly how I came across it, but you know how to, you know, you just scroll it on Facebook. Oh, what is this? Yeah, you yeah. know, in the, the, mm-hmm. the image, that's the spirit, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the image of the young King David. You know, it caught me. Mm-hmm. It, it caught my eye because this is a story you know, that, that I love in the, uh, from the Bible. Um, and so, you know, I clicked on it to see, you know, what's this about? And, you know, and I noticed, and, and the first thing that I noticed was the historical accuracy of his identity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say it like, like you said it. That's what I noticed. And, and, and that's why I clicked on it. And like you said, I, th- I think it's very important that uh, more people, uh especially our people when we tell stories we include their correct identity of the people in a lot of these stories because i remember as a kid 
you know, watching, uh, I think it was the Charleston Heston version of Moses and then mm, uh, yeah. Cleopatra <laughs> and you had Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. I'm like, Taylor. <laughs> like what, what, what is this? You know, that's what I thought. I, I didn't know no difference. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that education uh, is very uh, important in today's society because, uh, you know, you know, our schools, our teachers are, you know, are, are to the brink. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these curriculums don't, they don't take time to get it right. They just deliver information. Now, biblical information, it, it ain't there at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the just general uh, depiction and, and tales of history, they leave out mm-hmm. a lot. And, you know, the need Absolutely. for you know, historical accuracy in identity is something we glass over. And it may be something very minute in a children's book, but it's like you said, it's the spirit involved because I don't know, I don't think you know how important that is. Well, you know, cause you did it. So I ain't gonna say that, but you know, because <laughs> you did it. And, and like I said, that's what caught my eye. And so, you know, once again, I want to applaud you, brother. Um, how can somebody follow you or follow the progress of, of the project so they know when the book is going to be available? Absolutely. So we have a Facebook page that is set up and running right now. Um, and that's at Key of David Bible Stories. Um, you can type that into Facebook and, and it'll pop up. And we also have an Instagram page. It's, it's called uh, Key of David. And um, so you can definitely follow us uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm finishing up the website now. I'm going to actually launch the website and the Kickstarter uh, simultaneously, and I expect to have that up next week. Uh, the website is keyofdavidbottlestories.com. Uh, if you go there today, it, it won't pop up, <laughs> but uh, uh, in about a week or two. Um, I, I'd say definitely the, the first week of August okay. uh, we'll have that up and running. So uh, we encourage everybody, you know, follow the project. And, you know, uh, again, my, my illustrator and I we were talking and I was, you know, kind of like the, the, the old-fashioned tale of the tape. You know, you, you follow a fighter, you know, from a small gym and, and you know, up to, you know, his, his championship bout, you know, for, for the title. Okay. So um, uh, we definitely encourage everybody, you know, to, to get on board, follow us. Um, and when the content becomes available, we love, you know, uh, your support in, in terms of pre-orders. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is, this is for, you know, us, our children, our families. Um, and, and really just taking back, you know, and controlling the narrative, you know. Um, and I say this on the Facebook page, you know, this is content that sells uh, our story. Um, and, and that's the most important thing. Well, man, I, like I say, once again, uh, that's what we all about here at the Minority Eye and on the Minority Voice podcast uh, is telling our story. Uh, Preston, man, I want to thank you, man, and uh, much, uh, much success to your project. And I, I definitely love to have you back. Um especially when you come out with the next series. Um, but thank you. Uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service. And uh, it was great having you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back and, and do some research on the, on the story of David. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to send me an email, and I'd be happy to, you know, uh, give you some, uh, some, some different places to start. <laughs> All right, Preston, man. You take care now. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Michael. Take All care. All right. No problem, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Minority Voice. For those of you who would like to be a part of our mission to start a courageous conversation that educates and empowers minority communities wherever they are, 
You can support us by subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with your friends on social media, or liking and commenting with your thoughts. And if you would like to advertise with us or be a guest, or perhaps you have an idea for a show, please email me at mb at theminorityout.com or call us at 803-567-5359. Thank you for listening and remember, it's not when my voice is raised you should worry, it's when I have nothing more to say. Once again, I'm Michael Bailey and this has been the Minority Voice Podcast.